0: podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information
1: visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk One of the teachers
0: of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. He asked him, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no commandment greater than than these.
1: Thank you, Lolly. I pray the Lord might bless the reading of his word as always. First of all, I suppose it's the right thing to uh, to wish you happy August. Can you believe that's round already? I I was shocked to realise that the calendar had clicked on yet another month. And to be fair, in so many ways, it seems to have gone really fast. And then in others, it, it has gone so slow. Uh, but here we are, nevertheless, August has arrived. Time just seems to go. And um, They do say that the older you get, uh, the quicker time seems to go. I guess I'll have to wait until, you know, at least another 20 years before that kicks in, only being in my teens. Um, so uh, anyway, if you'll remember, we started our series, a new series, last week which is titled, Amazed. Now, you're probably amazed that I've even dared say that I'm in my teens. and um, they, they weren't that long ago, honestly. Okay, maybe they were longer ago than I'd like to admit, but have you ever, and this is a question, have you ever been in one of those conversations where you're almost taken aback by what each of you is saying? Uh, amazed, if you like, at, the answers that both of you are giving to the questions or the, 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 the subjects that you're talking about. Everything just seems to be on point. I like things that are on point. I like an on point discussion. I don't like, uh, sometimes I, I don't mind a bit of, a bit of waffle, um, as it were, <laughs> um, is that a Derbyshire saying? I'm not sure, but anyway, uh, just where you talk random stuff. But, but I do like an on point discussion. Um, I love it when you're discussing something, whether it be at work related, or even perhaps when you're at home, whether it be with your partner or with your, your kids, um, and, and everything just seems to be clicking into place. You are either thinking exactly the same, or you're so close that you're so close, you're very similar, and you're ticking all the same boxes. In the text that uh, Lowell has just read for us in Mark chapter 12, we're off the back of a whole different kind of conversation. A conversation where somebody is out to trip somebody else up. And I'm I'm sure you've had those conversations, um, particularly perhaps in a a work environment where somebody's trying to get one up on you. Um, And you you find yourself in a position where everything just feels a bit awkward and everything's just a bit tense and it's a bit nasty. Um, And here, Jesus is on the back of that kind of conversation Jesus has been in and about the the temple in Jerusalem And and now the teachers of the law um, and the the chief priests have sort of gathered around him, if you like, almost like a a pack of wolves to try and trip Jesus up. They've heard what he's been saying. They've seen the wisdom and the authority that he carries. And now they're they're unnerved by it. They're unsettled. And, And they're in a position now where they're wanting to trip him up to try, as they would see it, to show him as being not what he says he is or um, or to, to get him in a position where he's backed into a corner and he almost has to fight his way out. And they're tough conversations, aren't they? They're really difficult to be in and around. But of course, Jesus, the very son of God, is able to deal with these pharisees these teachers of the law these chief priests in such a way where when he answers they're left with little wiggle room and 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 that puts them on the back foot in their entirety one of the teachers then who i guess is is in the vicinity at least because he's hearing what Jesus has been saying. And it's at the beginning of the text that Law read for us in verse 28. One of the teachers, it says, of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked this, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus has clearly been showing that he has wisdom and authority far beyond what those around him believed he would even be capable of having. And this teacher of the law has heard him and, and he's inquisitive, he wants to find out just a little bit more. He's, he's amazed at what Jesus has been saying. He's amazed at the answers that Jesus has been given. And he comes to Jesus, maybe, I don't know, and you have to put yourself in the picture to think what perhaps this guy is thinking. Maybe he's coming for a bit more clarification to see, okay, is, is that what he, what he's saying? Is that what he's thinking? Is that his, is that his, his track? Is that the one he's going down? Or maybe... He's coming to find out, to see if, if he himself has been thinking the same things and, and, and he wants to just back it up almost. Here's a guy who seems to be saying what I think the law is pointing to, but maybe I, 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 I'm, I'm a bit apprehensive and, and it's very countercultural to think like this, but here's a guy that's thinking like this. I want to find out a little bit more. And we saw last week, didn't we? The countercultural Christian that we don't go along with the world who's on its way away from God, but rather we're going against the tide, as it were. We're, we're, we're seeking God out, we're putting Him first in every situation, every moment of our life. And the man asks, he asks just one question. And he gets two answers. He says to him, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? He says to Jesus, Of all of the commandments, and there are a lot. Um, in this moment, when you look and you go through the Pentateuch, you see there are almost 613 different commandments, things that had to be adhered to. And that's a lot, hey? And, and, and he says, OK, of all of those 613, which is the most important? But Jesus just doesn't give him one answer, as I've said. He gives him two. He makes sure that he hears what the product is of the first one. Let me say that again. He makes sure that the man, the teacher of the law, hears what the product of the first commandment is, what it leads to. Verse 29 um, through 31, Jesus' answer. The most important one is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. There is no commandment greater than these. You see, the the Pharisees, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, they were really great at lording it over everybody else. And if anybody dared even come up against them, just maybe they've seen something like oof that doesn't look very right. What are they doing there? That surely doesn't stack up against the law. What seemed to happen is that they would almost, because of their knowledge of the law, as you read through the New Testament, they're almost able, in their minds, to twist what the law said to make you feel like you're talking nonsense. And they're right, even when perhaps... They were wrong. They were great at lording it over people, telling people how it should be, what they should be doing, how they should be living, how they should be adhering to all the commandments, what they had to do. When in fact, the truth probably was, and as we see throughout the New Testament, that actually they were doing completely the opposite on their day-to-day, or in their day-to-day. But they liked to gain advantage. And knowing the law gave them what they saw, the upper hand, the advantage on all fronts. So Jesus, in this moment, and remember he knows, Jesus goes to the heart of the problem. And you might ask today, what is the heart of the problem and in this text we see here before us the problem is the heart what is the heart of the problem the problem is the heart you see because now jesus goes right to the point he says this love the lord your god he says this is the first commandment love The Lord your God. The Lord your God is one. What Jesus is saying here is God, yes, is three persons, but one. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But he is one God. He is the only God. And he says, love the Lord your God. The Lord your God is one. Love him with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. We are to love God with our all. Listen, it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Everything that we are, everything that makes us us, makes you you, makes me me, everything that we are, we are to love God with. At all. And you could ask the question perhaps today well, does that mean everything? Yes. All. Not 99%, not 99.123456789, but 100%. You're all. And if you're one of those excitable, motivational speakers, 110%. It's impossible. Blows my mind. But you're to give at all. love, We're to love God with every fibre of our being. And when we do this, and this is the point that Jesus wanted to make to this teacher of the Lord. The product of loving God with our all is this. He says this, the second, I didn't ask for the second, you're getting it. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. You see, Jesus says, the product then of loving God with your all is an outflowing of love to everybody around about you. Love your neighbor as yourself. You ask the question to me today, you say, who is my neighbor? And I say, everybody, every person no matter where they are from, who they are, what their background is, we are to love our neighbour as ourselves. That's why its countercultural, is counter-cultural, isn't it? As Christians, we go in the opposite direction to the world that wants to separate and segregate and split up things. That's not what God has called us to do. That's not how Jesus here is telling us how to live. We are to love our neighbour as ourselves. Love The product of loving God and putting him first, loving him with your all, is that that overflows and allows us to love all of those around about us, whoever they are, wherever they're from, whatever their story or background. We love them, knowing that God loves them, that God loves us. And what a difference that makes to a life. You see, you cannot help but overflow with love. When you are loving God, you know then how much he loves you. You're putting him first. You are centering your life around him. So that means you're spending time in prayer with him. You're spending time in his word. You're spending time worshiping him. You are putting him first. We are loving him with our all. We then realize that God loves us with his all. So much so that he gave his very best in the Lord Jesus Christ for sinners like you and me. He gave his very best for the very worst of us. And then when we grasp that, that love that fills us overflows out of us and enables us to do just what Jesus is saying here. Love your neighbour as yourself. If you fill a glass with water and you continue to pour water into it, what will happen? Inevitably, it will overflow. And that's exactly what the product is. Of loving God with our all we realize his love and we overflow with it to all those around about us and this is what Jesus is telling this teacher of the law he was ready to listen Jesus sums up the whole law in two commandments love God love people. Love God, love people. And he shows this teacher that without the first, the second is impossible. Without the first, the second is impossible. Now we know Galatians 5, don't we? The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now we know that and we understand that, So the fruit of who we are, the fruit of the spirit inside of us is that love, joy, peace, etc. That it flows out of us. God's love fills us, we overflow with it, and those around about us are able to see the product of the love that we have for God and that he has for us. Now this man could now respond, I guess, in so many different ways. Um, More jargon, essentially, but, but he doesn't do that. He, he's listened and he's understood, and um, so much so that his answer to Jesus almost amazes Jesus, um, if that's even possible. That, that, that Jesus sort of goes, oh, "Okay, you're close, very close. Now live it <laughs> and listen to this." He says in um, verse thirty-two and thirty-three, like in Mark chapter twelve. Well said. Uh, Sorry, well said teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding and with all your strength and to love your neighbour as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. You see, now he's understand, he's listened, and he's understood. And now we can see that actually he was trying to clarify what he'd been thinking. Countercultural to what he was being surrounded by. He was thinking, I'm sure this is what we're meant to be doing. But but everybody else seems to be doing something so completely different. And, and it, the, the penny's there, it's just waiting to drop. Jesus is... Pleasantly surprised, shall we say, that the, the man replies in such a way and Jesus goes straight back to the heart. He goes straight back to the heart with verse 34. When Jesus saw that he'd answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared to ask him any more questions. Jesus said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. This is the thing. You see, Jesus is saying here, very simply, you've heard it. You understand it. Now go and apply it. You've heard it, you've understood it, now go and walk in it. And there is such a big difference between hearing it and knowing it and doing it. Stepping out and living what God has called us to live. James says in chapter one and verse 22, be doers of the word, don't merely listen to it, but do what it says. Be doers of the word. And uh, Hope Church know um, that often I'll go back to the King James for this, where it says, be ye doers. Do the word. Do it. Understand it and apply it. Understand it, learn it, grow in it and apply it to your life. There's no point just knowing it. Do it. Live it. And that's exactly what Jesus is saying here to the man. He's saying, you're so close. My friend go and live it go and live what we've heard and what we've understood this is an amazing conversation at the end of some really difficult conversation that jesus had it's an amazing conversation that allows us to see that jesus is looking at this jesus is looking at the heart the head might have all sorts of knowledge. The head might know the Bible inside out. But if we are not living at church, then it is absolutely useless. Paul says, but a resounding gong. We are to be living what the word says. We have got to step into it. Paul also tells us that love is patient, it's kind, it doesn't envy, it doesn't boast. And he goes on with a list of things in 1 Corinthians 13 that tells us what love is. And when we understand what God has done for us, when we put him first in everything, then that love flows in and out of us. And this is what Jesus is pointing to in this amazing conversation. So today, where are you? Where is your heart? What is your heart saying? My head knows, but my heart's not willing to step or is your head understanding today and now's the time to make the step to do what God has been calling you to do to step out and to be brave enough to know that God is in control that he knows you and he loves you and he cares about you and even though it seems uh, almost crackers to think that you could step into that role to step into what seems to be what God is calling you to let me tell you today that he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And he loves you and he's ready to step with you. This is what the word says to us today. Have you heard? Do you understand? Then what's next? It's time to step. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for your word today, Father, that we've been able to see this amazing conversation where you show this man, this teacher of the Lord, that we're to love you and we're to love those around about us. Lord, I just pray that you will speak into our hearts, that our hearts will be changed and that, Lord, we would be ready to step for you into whatever it is you're calling us to. We just thank you for all that you're doing for us. Continue to strengthen us and uphold us. Bless us, we pray. We ask these prayers in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So thank you so much for joining again with us today. We look forward to hearing in the comments whether you've enjoyed or uh, what you're up to later on um, this week maybe. Um, And again, stay in touch, keep connected and we look forward to seeing you very soon. God bless.